Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 581. We've got a really great guest here. We've got Tom Finelli here, founder of Converseco, um, one of the premier WordPress hosting providers on the market at the present moment. Um, I haven't got my co-host, Stephen. He's bunked off, ladies and gentlemen. No, he had a, a urgent technical issue to deal with with a major client. So I had to excuse him. So, Tom, would you like to quickly introduce yourselves to the listeners and viewers? Let, just give yourself a, like a 20-second intro. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And, uh, you know, I heard I'm officially auditioning for the part of co-host today. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> you seem a very nice person. You don't want to do that. <laughs> so uh, my name is Tom Finelli, and I'm the founder of Convesio. Um, we are a scalable WordPress hosting platform that uses containers and database clusters and multiple servers to host your website so that it can easily scale up and down and handle large surges in traffic. And uh, I've been building websites since the mid nineties. It's been a lot of years. I was doing websites way before WordPress was probably even an idea in Matt's head. And uh, I was, the first sites I built were on a product called Adobe PageMill. So that really dates me. It's like most people have never even heard of that. But uh, oh, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've been around the web space a, a long time. I started my career in an agency and then went to work uh, for a software company. And my sort of DNA, the way I describe myself, is I'm at the intersection of marketing, product, and technology. So I'm a very technical marketing person and. Uh, less technical technology person. So I do do a little bit of, you know, command line, sysadmin development stuff, but I wouldn't call myself either one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> a really good one either, either way. So, yeah, so that's me. And um, I'm been in California the last 12 years and recently moved to Florida. I've got four kids and uh, been married for, I think, 18 years now. And uh, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. Well, that's great. We're going to be talking about um, recently um, you've been supporting the WP Agency Summit. They've been the hosting supplier. Uh, um, That must have had its own individual challenges. Um, We're going to be talking about DigitalOcean's upcoming IPO. We're going to be talking about all things hosting. But before we do that, I've got to mention one of my major sponsors, and it's in the same area but they're both quality companies. And that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta's been sponsoring the show now for almost three years now. And they've become great friends of the show. Kinsta is a WordPress-only hosting provider. If you've got a client that's looking for performance, they've got WooCommerce, a large membership site, a learning membership site, um, you need good hosting. And that's what you get from Kinsta. They, they use the power of the Google Cloud. Plus, they have all the bells and whistles, all the technical things as a developer. 
you are looking for. So if that's interesting, go over to Kinster, have a look at one of their packages and please buy one. And if you do that, please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. It really helps Kinster and it really shows support for the show. And that's much appreciated. So, Tom, um, so you... So you've been the backbone of the WP Agency Summit, which I've been watching a bit. I watched a bit of it yesterday, and I, I think they've done a fantastic job. And that um, Vito is a friend of mine, and he regularly comes on my roundtable show. So we've been supporting his efforts as much. So what were some of the technical challenges of trying to host something like that, Tom? Yeah, you know, um, we sort of had a pre-conference conversation this morning about this with Vito, and I, I told Vito, I said, you know, look, you gotta, we gotta tell people what it takes, right, to prepare for an event like this because it, the preparation to do this is quite intense. I mean, you know, we started by analyzing all the analytics that we had from last year, and you know, if you remember last year, it was like we were out of the gate it was awesome. And then everything crashed because there was such a, a huge load on his hosting services. And I don't remember what he was using, but he was on some sort of a single VPS or dedicated server somewhere and uh, couldn't handle all of the traffic requests that were happening simultaneously. And so, and, you know, because this is like my people here, right? This is my peers. I'm like, okay, we got to make sure we're fully prepared for this. No, I just want to, I just want to interrupt for just for a little second. I can think of no, nothing more resource intensive than a, than a virtual tech summit with multiple video feeds. That yep. that must be one of the most difficult things to host possible. I thought I just butted and say that. Well, you know, one of the things that's unique about events like this versus like membership sites and e-commerce sites is you get a big spike at a certain time because there's scheduled things that are happening. And so the normal behavior for people is, oh, the first conference is starting five minutes before you've got to be able to handle a thousand people logging in within, you know, a few minutes of each other. And that is not a common type of load that most e-commerce sites see or membership sites where people can just log in at their leisure and consume material or purchase. Uh, and so that's really sort of what we kind of designed Convesio for. And um, I shared some stats, uh, but basically, you know, in two days, we've processed 2 million requests, 6,000 visitors from 91 countries. And, um, you know, that's, I was telling Vito, I'm like, this is really impressive that we've reached 91 countries with this because, I mean, we, we were in a, a room with a guy who was from Pakistan. He said, man, I'm just so thankful that you guys are doing this because there's just a lack of these type of events. You know, even with COVID going on, you know, aside from that, there's a lack of these type of events in certain countries. There's a lack of meetups. You know, we, we take for granted the fact being in the, U, the United States and the UK and, you know, parts of Europe, like there's very thriving WordPress communities. Some people don't have the ability to network with other people in the space uh, for them. And so 
that's really awesome that the conference is is reaching that. So in order to prepare for this, though, you know, we had to have we did a bunch of load testing. So, um, you know, Vito is currently running on uh, we have this on the Google Cloud. So we're kind of cloud agnostic. You know, we can run on AWS, Google. Uh, we're partnered with another company called Steadfast, which is a great Chicago based data center. Um, and so, you know, there, the 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 uh, conference is running on five Google C2 compute optimized instances with 16 cores each and 64 gigs of RAM each. There's five load balancers deployed. There's 10 front end WordPress containers and a three node Percona database cluster powering the site. And one of the things that we've sort of done that's unique is Many people know if you're on a VPS or a shared hosting um, platform, you kind of are confined um, by the resources you have on that single VPS. And what our platform does is takes the load and distributes it across the cluster. And what I was telling Vito when we were talking about this morning is, and he knows this from having to set some of this stuff up for other, uh, the video streaming and stuff, Hiring a sysadmin to set up load balancers and a cluster and figuring out distributed WordPress, it's tens of thousands, thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars and probably lots of hair pulling because you're not going to figure out all the stuff the first time you do it. And we've made this really easy where it's like you can push a button, poof, your site's running in 10 containers. So, um, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, but I know from experience um, what you're dealing with there, that, that it can really go bad very quickly. Uh, and, you know, obviously, as a hosting provider, you're really putting your reputation on the line hosting something like that because it's got to be it's got to be right, isn't it? Otherwise, it's going to cause you a lot of bad publicity. Um, you know, so I give you yeah. ten out. Of, I give you ten out of ten for because well, um, it, it all seemed to run totally flawless. I, I didn't have any problems with any. I must have watched three of the presentations, and they were all flawless. Flawless. Well, and I, and I think one of the things that we've done is you know we're monitoring. Us. It's not been flawless. Full full disclosure. I mean, there have been issues, right? right? But. You, you just have to have a team ready to sort of respond and deal with them. But one of the things that I think is um, really important is, you know, we've got new relic on everything. So we're actually monitoring mm -hmm. how fast the conference is loading for end users uh, in real time. And so we can tell like, how's the backend stack? What's the database doing? What's the end user experience? And so we're watching that stuff to see, are there any anomalies? Are there any bottlenecks? And, you know, because you can prep by doing a bunch of load testing, uh, but it, you're, not, you're never quite sure what the real use of something is going to be. Like, what are people going to do? We try to overestimate um, when we do the testing and prepare for the worst possible case scenario. But, you know, there's, there's always issues people run into and face during the live event. And, you have to be instrumented to monitor and track that stuff and then have teams ready to sort of step in and resolve things uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, and also you've got something new that you're launching in the, in the coming week. Um, 
you said you yeah. you were quite happy to discuss it. And you said we're going to be the first place that you're going to be announcing it. So yeah, exactly. Uh, tell us more. Tell, tell I hope more. we get it released next week, and we don't become like a typical tech tech company. We've we've sure been delayed our fair share of releases, but uh, Vito and the WP uh, Agency Summit are actually running on the next version, version three of our platform, and um, it's been uh, really great. You know, it worked great because. Um, you know, Vito's, the conference is powered by a platform called Wahi, which is um, Vito's platform that he's sort of developed, which is the underpinnings of it are WordPress. And so it really was a great collaboration and partnership. And if you're thinking of doing an online conference, the platform has done really great. Uh, and so I would highly recommend you check it out. And so we're partnering together to host Wahi and provide this service for customers and the new version of uh, our platform and his version of Wahi, this is sort of the debut of it. The timing just worked out that we were able to do this event, but we're releasing some really cool new features. You know, we've sort of uh, been talking about auto scaling and the ability for you to scale up and all that. The new version of our system is going to expose all of the controls and the settings for customers to manage those uh, settings themselves. So you can actually say, you know, I want to manually scale scale up. You know, we've had customers come to us and say, I'm going to do a big, you know, newsletter blast and I want to scale up before it because I'm going to expect a lot of people to come to it. And so you can now control the amount of scaling that your site does with a few clicks of a button. And you can also choose thresholds where like if my site gets to 80% CPU capacity, scale up to another instance of it. And so it, we're really excited because I think there is nothing on the market that makes multi-clustered database, multi-server database nearly this easy to use. It is very simple, a few clicks of the mouse. We've tried to cover up all the really complicated bits and pieces of it and expose it where people want to have advanced settings to control things. But if you compare this to any other platform to set this up and manage scaling, it's just not even anywhere near as close to as easy. We really designed it for those non-technical WordPress business owners or agencies that want to scale sites or have the ability to scale. And you can just turn scaling off too. If you don't want to scale and you're like, I don't want to pay my sites are landscapers, doctors, lawyers. They don't need scaling. I don't want to have any variable pricing. You can just disable it. And uh, so we've really made it very user-friendly and driven by the user and exposed the bits and pieces of it, whereas before it was really sort of handled um, behind the curtain of our platform. Right. Well, I understand it. So is, is he going to be offering this... Um, as a plugin solution, or is he going to be offering it as a, a SaaS model, or is, or is it going to be a hybrid, a bit of both? Yeah, so for Wahi? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a SaaS model, I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, there's, there's two sort of use cases for it. There's the um, and if you go to Wahi dot, I think it's dot IO. Um, I'll have to check that real quick. Uh, but uh, if you go there and you sign up, you can, yeah, wahi.io. Wahi 
Um, you can go check it out, but there's the, the models are like, it could be your virtual office space for you and your team. And then it also can do events for your business, which are large oh, I scale. Really, I, knew, I knew he was doing the event bit. I wasn't, I wasn't totally up yeah. to um, what he was doing. Also this office side. All right. Yeah. That's more, all right. I understand. You, and, right. and, you know, I would default to him. Well, as he's, always up, he's always up to so many things, that That's guy. Right. I, don't, exactly. I don't think he actually sleeps at all. Well, he's got a baby, so he probably doesn't. So He, he does. Well, yeah. I can attest to you he's sleeping very little during this conference. So I, oh, I think right. he's going to sleep for a day or two afterwards. <laughs> I told him, he's take not, the weekend off. <laughs> he's not. He came on the show, um, I think, Two weeks ago, my roundtable show, and he said he would the next couple of weeks he'd be busy with his conference. So totally understandable. But we will be seeing him in April. He's a regular. He comes on the show what like once every month. So and he's great, always great. welcome. So um, let's go for our break actually, and then when we come back, I'm gonna let's have a chat about Digital Ocean and the IPO and about. What's happened to the hosting market in general? So we're going to take a break, but we're going to take a break, folks, and we'll be back with Tom. See you in a few moments. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of LaunchFlows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try Launch flows today. We're coming back. We've had a feast about hosting. It's going to get even more technical to some extent. Um, the hosting business in general, I find it fascinating in a way, just the business side of it. I had, um, I think it was about three months ago, I had Chris Lemmer on the show and um, from Liquid Web. And mm. I always thought, that hosting was dominated by a few really enormous players. And he kind of put me right about that, that when you look at market share, that that it's really dominated by an enormous amount of small players with some very large players. 
like Cove Dante, um, but it's still extremely fragmented industry. And it seemed for a long time to be an industry that um, was really set, like you had shared hosting, you had virtual um, servers, and then you could have your own physical server. And as you got bigger as a website and busier, you kind of worked your way up from shared hosting to a virtual host to your own server. But then a few years ago, everything seemed to change when it came, and that was cloud hosting. Would I be right about that, the fundamentals, that it was cloud hosting and that really kind of changed the hosting business fundamentally? Well, you know, I I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some color around that and you can make the decision as to how that fits in with what you just said, which is I think there's been uh, a maturity of the market, okay? Globally, hosting is about $100 billion a year business, okay? And it's about 18 million 20 million, I think, of shared VPS, what I would consider legacy hosting. And then 75 billion of that market is managed hosting, okay? And this isn't just WordPress, by the way, this is just hosting in general. And so I think what you're seeing is, and if you look at how those are growing, the compounded growth rate of managed hosting is actually twice as much as shared hosting, or as uh, the, the um, the legacy hosting model, right? Mm-hmm. The shared VPS. And I think what's happening, quite honestly, is as the industry matures, people are beginning to realize they can't host real business critical websites on GoDaddy for $2 a month. Okay. Uh, I'm not have to call out GoDaddy for anything. It's like yeah. any shared host. If you're spending three bucks a month or two bucks a month, and it's all the big guys have done this, you know, the EIGs, the Blue Hosts, I mean, the host gators. You, you, it's, it's like you cannot rely on that because you will have issues and they're just, you can't, I mean, at three bucks a month, there's no ability for a company to reasonably provide great service with that product. And so the market, in my opinion, is maturing, no question. So the consumers of the market are maturing to higher end solutions. Uh, I also think though, the hosting market is predominant, predominantly a me too space, which is just bothersome to me, like because of my DNA, I told you of the product tech and, and marketing, like I think innovation is what moves things forward. There are so many companies providing a commoditized service by slapping cPanel on a server somewhere and saying, I'm a hosting company, okay? And what's the difference between a cPanel server here, there, or anywhere else? And very little, right? Um, and so, you know, it, it's like there's not a lot of tech innovation happening with these companies. Now, you have the companies like Kinsta, Pantheon, and I'm a huge advocate. And I wrote this article and, and talked about this months ago. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody should carve off every WordPress agency. You know, there's a lot of agencies where they're like, oh, I don't want to move to a Kinster or WP Engine or a Convesio or Pantheon because they're too expensive. Everybody should have some of their sites on one of those hosts, even if you don't host all of them there. It's kind of like you should stand by the companies 
innovating in your space. Um, and so I think that there's a there's a lot of hosting noise out there, which is all just cPanel, right? And so when you clear that stuff aside and you clear the large commoditized hosters aside, what are you left with? You're really left with a pretty fragmented market, like you just said, which is a lot of different people providing specialized higher end services. And of course, the 800 pound gorilla in our space is WP Engine, soon to have an IPO, very excited about that. I think that's going to be a really big moment in the WordPress space because unlike GoDaddy and EIG, they are pure play WordPress only hosts. There's a lot of hosting companies that are public, but this is going to be, you know, them and Automatic are the true unicorns, maybe followed by Pantheon, are the true unicorns in the space that are, are going to be our first billion dollar um, you know, companies uh, in WordPress only. And I think they're the first of what we're going to see as many in the future. Uh, because I think once the lid, the ceiling is broken and we have a company go public, it's going to change the dynamic of investment in the WordPress space, um, startups in the WordPress space. There's already a lot of entrepreneurial people, but I would say that there's, there, and there are a lot of startups, but I, there's not a lot of venture funded startups. You know, the the Elementors, the Convesios, the these type of people that are funded with millions of dollars in funding behind them, they're few and far between. Uh, and so I think you're going to see a lot of that more VC money pour into the market. We're already seeing it. Look at Stratic, right? And Elementor are great examples led by, you know, Bay Area tier one VCs. Yeah, I think I think for the next two to four years, we're, we're in for some interesting times. Um, the... the I don't think anybody can really tell how all this is going to play out. Um, yeah. But it's going well, to be... And, and, but, but I will tell you, though, there, the segue there is one of the other things I wrote you about. You know, there's two metrics really important on how this will play out. And I think that the big thing is growth, okay? I mean, WordPress by 2025 is going to be a 50% market share, they expect, and... Google just said that their cloud business, which is at 13 billion in revenue now, they think is going to triple over the next five years, which is like they think is going to get to 760 billion dollars. That is astronomical. Okay, and so what is driving all of that? Well, one of the things driving it was what DigitalOcean said in their their S1 filing for their IPO, which is. They expect in the next, uh, this number is a little hazy, where there's like 19 million developers right now. They expect in the next five or 10 years that to be to 49 million, I think was the number they gave. So developers are going to more than double. Cloud infrastructure spending is going to triple. I mean, this is all real. And WordPress is going to have hopefully 50% market share. These are great things for people in the WordPress space. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's the the reason I'm humming and hiring a little bit is that that they I can see exactly your point of view, and I'm not disputing the facts that you've put in in front of me. I suppose I, I think one of the things that I found a bit frustrating, and I've been very public about it, um, Tom, but I've tried to be constructive about it, but it. I wasn't prepared to modify my comments. Is I've been very frustrated with Gutenberg, and 
the whole, it's just seemed to, have, I actually, I actually wasn't critical of Matt position on Gutenberg and the necessity for a page builder because I could understand totally that it was required and the market required it. So much better that um, it comes from automatic than it um, than allowing the likes of Wix of Squarespace just to keep increasing their market share. Um, but I I I have been a bit aghast at the slowness of getting Gilgerberg finished and ending up with a product that is the equivalent of Squarespace. But on the other hand, it's been pointed out to me that I'm not dealing with a platform that's running almost 30 to 40% of all websites out there and all the legacy code that's required to try... And these um, these two companies that I mentioned, um, they're not having to deal with that, are they? Right, right. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, I, I know I feel this way too, but um, everybody wants, for me, for my company, and for where, everyone wants everyone to move faster and develop faster and, um, you know, uh, get to market the features that we really sort of need now. And uh, it's challenging. And so there's a whole other vector of challenge there, which is WordPress does, I think, better than anyone, which is the, the nature of it being open source, right? And so that's that's another, um, you know, uh, point that the Wixes and the Squarespaces of the world, by the way, you, know, as you see the Squarespace just got valued at $10 billion dollars. I mean, no, I didn't see yeah, that. They, no, they, they just raised another three or four hundred million last week. I think they announced it, and uh, they they're they're raised at or valued at ten billion dollars. So that's a uh, you know a decacorn, not a unicorn. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's insane, and that that's you know the other part of this too is that the valuations in the space are going up, 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 and up, and. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do hear your frustration with Gutenberg. I, you know, when I was at the last WordCamp US, I really saw for the first time, I, I kind of had this premonition of Gutenberg is the future. And it's like, there's, this is clearly, they're going all in on this with, a, you know, there's a big vision behind it. And so it really does feel like at this point, this it's this unstoppable Thing, although there's a lot of people in my circles, agency circles, who are just never going to give up, you know, Elementor, Oxygen, Beaver Builder, and all the tools that they love to build sites. And um, so I do think that uh, Gutenberg is going to be one of these things that we'll have to wait and see how it gets traction. I mean, oh, it's, it's, sure amazing. Yeah. it's amazing how people are so anti-Gutenberg, though. You know, there's... Yeah, I suppose I've come, I suppose I have come across a bit like that, and it's, it is unfortunate because I'm really not, actually. But I can understand why people get that slight impression when they listen to, especially the Roundtable show. But in my heart, I'm not really at all, actually. I, I totally understand. I've, I think one of the other factors, Tom, is I, I think... They also took over WooCommerce, and mm -hmm. I think the I think just taking on one WooCommerce on its own was an enormous project. But taking that on WooCommerce plus 
Gutenberg at the same time has mm. really stretched automatic a lot, almost, I wouldn't say to breaking point, but take, taking on both of those projects at the same time. Um, and in some ways, I, I, I'm not criticising them because I've, unfortunately, I think they were right. They probably had to take both on at the same time. Um, but they're both enormous well, projects. You're forgetting about they? one other huge, enormous project that they took on, Tumblr. Yes, yes, I, I mean, do. If there, was, if there was one thing I wasn't quite sure of when it was happening, I was like, what, what, what's going on here? And so I would much rather, I'd love to see, I don't know what the plan is for Tumblr. I, I, I haven't been able to figure that quite out yet. I mean, I've heard what they've articulated as the plan, but, um, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, man, I it bothers me when I see Shopify, when I see people moving to Shopify from WooCommerce and I see Shopify growing at the rate that it's growing and cannibalizing WooCommerce, um, you know, customers. And at the worst, I mean, at the least, I guess, you know, at the worst, it's like winning people over from WooCommerce and they're converting, but at the least it's like, there were all these people that wanted to get online and wanted an easy way to do it. And WooCommerce or Shopify scooped them up because WooCommerce didn't have a really good, easy way to just set up a store and get to transacting unless you knew WordPress really well. And that is a was a massive missed opportunity, I think, for either WordPress Automatic or WooCommerce. That's great. Um, you, you're okay to keep on going for a little while sure. for our bonus content, but we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. I like to keep it to around about 30 minutes for the podcast part. Um, so, Tom, um, what's the best way for people to find out more about yourself and your company? Yeah, sure. So you can go to convesio.com, C-O-N-V-E-S-I-O. That's actually a combination of container, vessel, and I-O. Oh, what's that? You got it. Convesio. There you go, yeah. So Convesio. Um, so you can go to convesio.com. Uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Tom Finelli, and uh, I'm on Twitter, T Finelli, or Convesio on Twitter as well, and uh, would love to chat. And you can also email me too at tom at convesio.com. And he, um, he's very approachable, folks, So, um, which some people aren't, but I give Tom, he's uh, very approachable. Before we wrap up the podcast part of the show, folks, I want to tell you about a free webinar me and Spencer Forum, a regular on my roundtable show, is doing um, this on April the 9th. It's, we always do these webinars um, on the second Friday of the month, and it'll be at 10.30 Pacific Standard Time, 10.30 a.m., and we're going to be talking about using the power of WordPress to build funnels and a funnel system that's the equivalent of ClickFunnels or Shopify at a fraction of the price. And we'll be going through all the plugins and all the steps that you need to build these modern funnels for your clients. And we will, we will be showing you practically how to do it live. And you can watch that live on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. You can register by going to the WP Tonic website. There's a button in the main navigation that says webinar, and you can then will be taken to a page and you just click a button to register and it will tell you through YouTube when we're going live. And you, it's all free, folks. 
So please join us. We will be back next week with another great guest and another great discussion. We'll see you soon, folks. And keep with us for the bonus content. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 